Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emmanuel. Oh my god, my voice. <laughs> I apologize. I actually kind of like when my voice sounds like this, to be honest. But yeah. Oh my god. What just came out of my mouth? I was out last night, hence the raspy voice. I'm a little hungover bean today, so... That's good because I have so much to do today. I'm going on holiday tomorrow and I really need to get my shit together. I haven't packed. I'm doing this podcast. I have so many other work bits to do. I was also meant to go to the tailors and pick up my clothes that I left in specifically to get altered for my holiday. To be fair, I did a big drop off like a month ago so I got all those clothes back but recently I left in two pieces that I really really wanted to bring away with me and they're very they're both like very holiday vibes and like very cool and I was just really envisioning myself in Lisbon wearing both things and then I was literally sat here about to record this and I was like fuck I didn't go pick them up and it's now it's Saturday and it's 20 to 5 and I don't even know if he I don't know what time he opens till on Saturday but by the time I make their he definitely wouldn't be open. So I'm raging. And tomorrow, obviously, is a Sunday. So he's not going to be open on a Sunday morning. Oh, I'm so angry at myself. I also had so many opportunities to go and pick it up. Like, I've been down that way and, like, in town a few, a good few times this week. Like, there were so many opportunities. I literally just could have got it on the way home. Like, literally on route. But no, my stupid little brain can't hold anything in there. I have to I have to set myself constant reminders to literally do anything because my brain doesn't retain any information. That's why my diary is so um, meticulous. Is meticulous the right word? And I my to-do lists are so long because I have to include every little thing. <laughs> I literally have to remind myself to like brush my teeth. I actually really didn't want a late night last night for this reason because I didn't want to be hungover on the day I needed to get everything done before going on holiday. Like in my head we were just going for dinner and then maybe for like one drink after. Not in town. I did not envision ending up in town but of course I ended up in town getting a McDonald's drive through on the way home. You know what? I, that's actually something I never do. And then I was in the taxi home with my friend Cara and she suggested it and I was like that is the best idea that's ever come out of you. <laughs> Let's get a McDonald's drive through right now. Ask the taxi driver if he would go. I kept offering him if he wanted one as well. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about me. I'm fine. And I was like, please get a McDonald's. <laughs> please. 
<laughs> Make me feel a bit better about this. No, I'm joking. Didn't feel guilty one bit. Actually, it was stunning. I forgot how good a McPlant is. And then I woke my boyfriend up, FaceTime him at half three. Bear in mind he was working at eight o'clock in the morning. He'd been asleep from 11. I get home, FaceTime him, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm like the most annoying person ever. But yeah, then go to his house, keep him up till half five. When he's literally getting up in three hours time for work, I'm an awful person. But anyway, tomorrow I'm going to Portugal with my boyfriend. We're going, we're doing four days in Lisbon. I was, I used to always say Lisbon and then people took the piss out of me for it. So I've corrected it now to Lisbon, but it feels weird coming out of my mouth. Like every time I want to say Lisbon, but I think Lisbon is correct. Like you don't say Belfast, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, we're doing four days in Lisbon, Lisbon and three days in Lagos. To be honest, though, the four days in Lisbon, it's actually, it's kind of three by the time we get there and stuff because of the traveling. So yeah, we were actually flying just Belfast to Faro and then just traveling from Faro to Lisbon. We'll travel from Lisbon to Lagos and then Lagos is only like, I think an hour from Faro, maybe less than that, which is handy. But obviously like we could have just flown to Lisbon and then flown home from Faro probably would have been easier but Belfast it's so bad there's actually no flights out of Belfast like you have to either go to Dublin or like get a connecting flight to London to literally go anywhere that's not Barcelona or Amsterdam so uh, and Faro so yeah we're just doing it that way but I don't really mind like I feel like when you're going there you don't mind traveling a bit it's when you're coming home traveling to melt which is why we're doing it the way round that we're doing so that we don't have to do like the four-hour train or a bus on the way back if that makes sense I'm so excited I've literally wanted to go to Lisbon for so long now I also would really love like I'm not planning on doing this anytime soon but I do have it in my head that in my 20s at some point I would love to do a year in Europe somewhere and I'm not really too like set on where I want that to be like there's a lot of options in my head you know and I really think like Lisbon could be one of them but obviously I haven't been so I'm excited to see if I feel like it could be an option you know because I think it could be it looks really cool it's kind of trendy at the minute isn't it I feel like everyone's going to Lisbon it's real hot right now and Lagos I've actually been to before but just for like a day or a night I can't really remember I just love Portugal I think it's so beautiful like the Algarve is just the most beautiful thing it gets incredible weather amazing food it's so cheap like if you stay away from the kind of tourist traps and those you know those big like bougie marinas and stuff if you stay away from those places Portugal is so cheap and yeah I'm just super excited especially because we're literally now basically in winter and yet Portugal's gonna be like 27 degrees and then I'm going to come home and it's going to be October and we're fully, fully into winter then, which is mad to think. Yeah, I've been on a summer holiday. I am really ready for winter now, though. I really have learned over the last couple of years, like I used to hate winter so much when I was younger and now I've really learned to embrace it and I really love cozy season. And I'm actually going to do an episode on this. Like last year I did the episode on how to survive seasonal depression. And I think this year I want to do something similar, but obviously a bit different. So I'm not just like regurgitating the same stuff, but I do want to talk about like embracing 
winter and cozy season. So that's definitely going to be an episode coming. But yeah, going back to the year abroad thing, the thought of it does freak me out a little bit. But also I just feel like if I don't do it, I know I'm going to regret it. You know, I don't want to get to like a time in my life where I'm really settled and like have more responsibilities and more reasons why I can't do something like that and be like, oh my God, I should have done it in my 20s. Like, why did I not use my 20s to do the things that you have the freedom to do? It's kind of just like a bucket list thing for me, I think. Places I kind of feel like would be in the running would be potentially Lisbon, Madrid, Barcelona, hmm, Berlin maybe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all the ones I could think of right now. Okay, right, pit and peak of the week. I'm gonna go pit is just me being a fucking idiot and not picking up my things from the tailor I'm raging. I actually, I'm not talking about it anymore, I don't want to think about it. Um, My peak? I was in London this week for a Australia event that was really fun. Um, and there was a little Q&A session after with Grace, which was just, yeah, it was lovely. It was a lovely little event. Also, last night was fun and the food was really good. We went to this Chinese restaurant in Belfast called Macau. It's just the most elite Chinese ever. It's not like greasy Chinese that makes you feel gross. It's really nice and fresh. And I mean, everything's still fried, but it's just... I don't know how to describe it. You don't get that same feeling that you get though when you get like a big greasy Chinese takeaway. It's a different kind of type of Chinese, I would say. But yeah, it's so good. Oh my God, actually, right, my recommendation for this week is my new mattress. I got a new mattress this week and it is literally life-changing. Like I've been having the best sleeps of my entire life. It was so long overdue that I got a new mattress I've had the one that was on my bed when we moved back into this house after it got renovated and I think I was around the age of 10 or 11 then. So we're talking 15 years old, that mattress. (laughs) Like that's probably quite bad. It was honestly getting to the point it was like dipping in the middle and I was waking up literally with a sore back just from my mattress, which is not good. And I also already kind of have a bit, I don't have a bad back, but like I would have a tendency to get bad backs and like I don't know I think it's from doing gymnastics when I was younger I've like always struggled a little bit with my back ever since something to do with like not having the same core strength as you do when you're a kid and have a six back (laughs) um which I evidently don't have anymore but yeah it was very much time for me to get a new mattress and I actually put up on my story for looking for mattress recommendations now I like a very firm mattress. That's what I have realised over time just from like sleeping on different ones, whether it be at people's houses or in hotels and things like that. I've discovered I love a firm mattress. It makes me feel like when I wake up, I'm taller. Like it's straightened out my back, if that makes sense. Uh, So I put up a thing on my Instagram story saying that I was looking for a new mattress and wanted recommendations because obviously... There's so many. It's like, it's a bit of a guessing game. And also, it's not really something I'd want to just buy without a recommendation or without going into the shop and testing one's out. I don't know how people just order a mattress online without having felt it. That freaks me out. So anyway, a mattress brand actually ended up reaching out to me, an Irish one called Sealy. 
actually a few mattress brands reached out to me. I'm not going to lie. There was probably about four. So, you know, I had my pick, which was delightful. (laughs) And it meant that I could go into like the big mattress stores and try out all those brands and then decide what I was going to go for and message them back, which was amazing. So I went with the Sealy brand. This is not an ad at all. This is not sponsored. They did give me the mattress, which was extremely kind of them. But as I said, it was my favourite. Like I went in and tested all the different ones out and picked that one. And it is just, it's so firm, right? To the point that if you were to just like sit on it, you know, if you just like sat on it to put your shoes on or like sat on it to sit with your laptop or something, it's so firm to the point that you're literally like, surely this is uncomfortable to sleep on. Like this is fucking rock solid. But then when you're lying on it, I can't describe how it just feels so crisp and like, it feels like I'm in a hotel bed. I'm obsessed with it. The brand Sealy, they specialise in like orthopaedic mattresses. So it's kind of specifically for, not necessarily for people that have bad backs, because obviously if you don't have to have a bad back to get a Sealy mattress, but it's meant to be like good for your back to have a firm mattress, especially if you lie on your back, which I do. I, I don't know if my mattress would be a bit too firm for anyone that sleeps on their side or front, because maybe you need a bit more cushioning if you do that. But if you're a back sleeper, which I am, a firm mattress is life-changing. You need to invest in one. I'll shut up about sleep because I know people find sleep talk boring, but I could literally talk about sleep for hours upon hours. It's one of my favourite things to talk about. I don't know why. Vogue Williams on My Therapist Goes To Me always talks about sleep and Joanne's always like, would you ever shut the fuck up? Like, no one cares about you and your sleep and I'm literally Vogue in that situation like I am that person that wants to tell everyone in my life (laughs) every day about my sleep the night before I don't know why but yeah literally could not recommend Sealy mattresses enough like I went into dreams and I also went into is it easy living like EZ living easy living and tested out all the mattresses and Sealy's mattresses were literally my favorite by a mile I was like, I'm so happy that they reached out to me and it wasn't like one of the other brands that I'd be settling for because I'd low-key in my head be like, I wish I was getting a Sealy one. In fact, I actually probably just wouldn't have accepted gifting and ended up just buying a Sealy one because the difference of them compared to the rest of the ones was crazy. I think mine is called like the Elevate mattress, but yeah, go into Dreams and lie on it. Because that's what me and my parents did. And they also actually bought a new mattress. Theirs is really comfy too. They've got a big giant super king bed as well. It's actual goals. Like I dream about one day having a super king mattress or bed, sorry, in my future home. So yeah, shout out to Seeley. I don't think I'll ever stop raving about this. Maybe once it gets decrepit and old, I will. But for now, I'm going to rave about it to everyone. (laughs) This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them. I'm not talking about it. I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more. And as a result, I'm irritable. I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like 
we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk. It was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like, hey, I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around. And I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away. And then not only that, but you talk it through, you rationalize it, you learn, you know, different better ways you can cope with these stressors. Also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place. Therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Right, for today's podcast, I thought I'd do a little Q&A style episode where I answer your questions regarding being self-employed and being a podcaster, doing content creation, just kind of any relevant questions you guys may have about that kind of general topic. Because I've been doing this now for what, like more than two, two and a half years. And it's obviously a relatively new thing. So I feel like people always have lots of questions about it. And also just more general ones about being self-employed, because I think when you've always like been employed, the thought of being self-employed it seems very a bit scary and like you're kind of like where the fuck do I even start like how do you even go about this see I'm gonna answer all your questions let's get into them okay first question how do you think of so many podcast topics so I have a ever evolving list of topics that I'm constantly adding to when something like sparks something maybe I'll read a book and I'm like oh that's a good topic or I'll listen to another podcast and think I would like to do that but take another angle on it. I'd have a conversation with a friend and think oh that's a really interesting thing to delve into in the podcast. Like I'm just kind of always picking up on little ideas and then just adding them to my list and I do this on I'm literally like I should literally be the face of Notion at this point I swear to god it's all I talk about but I use this uh, website called Notion and basically it's like a list but then you can click on it and go 
onto that topic and then I'll have like notes on each topic. So I'm kind of always like on a weekly basis, I'm always adding to my notes of the topics, if that makes sense. So you know, if you were to go into my list right now, there'll be all these ones, all these topics that I haven't yet talked about on the podcast and I'll have like notes for some of them and I'll have nothing for some of them. But then like if next week something becomes a bit more relevant or maybe I read a book that's like got so much like interesting stuff about a specific topic, then I'll like like, go into that one and make notes on that. So I kind of like always have notes on different things. And once a topic has like enough notes in it, it's like substantial enough to then be a podcast, then I'll record it. But there's also obviously ones that don't really need a lot of planning. For example, this one, like I'm literally just taking your questions off of um, my Instagram, you know? So yeah, every, I would say every episode has like a different amount of work put into it, if that makes sense. Like there's no kind of set amount I do for an episode. Sometimes my notes on something will literally just be five bullet points and that's enough for me to delve into sometimes it'll be pages on pages and like quotes from different places and statistics and do you know what I mean like it's just kind of it depends on the topic okay this is quite a good question how do you keep yourself going when things that you think will do well seem to flop this is something you just have to learn to be okay with as a creator because it's just like a reality of this industry like there just are going to be times when things flop even when you didn't think they were going to you put in loads of effort you know you thought it was really going to pop off and it just flopped and like that's fine that literally doesn't say anything about your work it's just the algorithm sometimes doesn't really pick up on the things you want it to and it's maybe not as received as well as you thought it would be but it's just the nature of the industry then there's going to be things that you literally spent three seconds on not thinking it would do well at all and it pops off, do you know? So you're going to get both sides to that. And I think if you can practice, like, if you can just be detached from it and not put your value in numbers and whether something has flopped or not, that's probably the best thing you can do to not fixate on this. What do you use to record the pod? So up until recently, I was using a Yeti Blue mic. I literally bought it after my first episode. So for my first episode, I used my mum's headset that she'd been sent from work just because, you know, it was my first time doing it and I wasn't doing like a tester episode. I literally was just recording my first episode and putting it out and I didn't want to buy a bougie mic if I didn't have to. So I thought I'll just test this out and if I decide after the episode I don't like it, I'll just buy one. And I didn't like it. I actually hated it. I would hate to listen back to that episode, to be honest, because I know the quality is terrible, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, straight away, I just decided, you know what, this is something I actually want to pursue. So there's no point in me just like spending 50 quid here on one and then having to end up getting a good one down the line. So I just got the Yeti Blue. I think at the time it was like 180 pounds, I want to say, but I know you can get them now for about 90, which is quite good. But recently, I actually changed to a Rode mic. 
The only reason I did this is because I actually borrowed my sister's road mic when I was at her house and I needed to record a podcast and I just really liked the quality of it and it's also about half the size of the Yeti Blue one. They're the same price range. I think they were around, I want to say I paid about 120 for this. So it's not that this was like way better or way more professional or anything like that. I just personally preferred the sound from it. I honestly don't think there's a huge difference. Like, I don't know if you guys listening have heard a change in the quality, but I think when you're doing it yourself and, you know, you're really, obviously anything you do yourself, you're like the most critical of. And that's why you can hear like little tiny differences. Well, I can hear little tiny differences. But yeah, I much prefer this mic actually. I'm really happy I bought this one. I now have two Yeti Blue mics just sitting on my desk that I actually would like to give away because I had one for Belfast and I had one for Leeds because it's so heavy and bulky that if I was only like coming home for a long weekend or something it would take up too much room in my suitcase to be always bringing back and forth so I just had one in both rooms but yeah I want to give them away now to maybe like someone that's always wanted to start a podcast or something I think that would be nice because I don't need them. I didn't have no use for three mics in my room. <laughs> um, but yeah, I literally just plug my Rode mic into my laptop and I record on a free software called Audacity. Although I do know that Rode has its own software, which I'm actually thinking I might change to soon. But Audacity is fine. It's very, very basic and it's very old school, but it works. It does the job. Oh, and sorry, I also have a pop filter over the mic. So that's like one of those, sometimes you see them and they're like the fluffy ones, or sometimes you see them and they're more like mesh. This one I've got over this is like a metal one that kind of looks like a grill that just stops the like harshness of peas and different sounds being like too, you know, like popping in your ear. It kind of softens that. But yeah, those are the literally the only two things you need to do a podcast. A mic and a, well, you don't need a pop filter, but I think it's better to have one. And yeah, I just plugged that into my laptop. Well, so yeah, you need a laptop as well. How do you stay disciplined slash plan work days? I think, well, first of all, for any like work you're doing with brands, there's always deadlines. So, you know, you kind of just have to meet deadlines. That's the same in any job. And then I'd say for everything else in terms of like, obviously there's no deadlines for my podcast, like there's no deadlines for just all of my own organic content. So in terms of staying disciplined for that, I think that comes from honestly fear of just like falling off because I just think it's so, so like there are so many people doing this right now. Like it's a very oversaturated industry. I just have a fear that if you literally took more than a week off, you'd just be forgotten about. So (laughs) I don't know if that's a bad way to look at it, but that's probably what keeps me disciplined. But in terms of planning work days, uh, this is something I really want to get better at. I was actually, me and my friend after yoga the other night, it was actually really cute. We sat in her car and we journaled together and we were doing goal setting together. So we broke it down into different categories. We did like career, personal life, relationships, um, finances, just broke down our goals, like all these topics and then wrote our goals for all of the things. And one of my big goals that I really want to action when I come back from this holiday 
is to get better at planning my days because currently all I do is just have a to-do list for the day which means that it's really not very regimented in terms of like I can so easily just procrastinate and be like oh I've got all day to do it but I'm the only person that then suffers as a result of that because then I end up spending all my evenings working because I didn't get it done during the day and obviously I want my evenings to be able to meet my friends or cook dinner and walk my dogs or go to a yoga class you know what I mean like I'm the only one that then has to suffer with the repercussions of that if I don't get my work done so I really need to get a better system in place I want to start fully time blocking and you know having a proper schedule from from the morning until 5 6 p.m just literally so that it frees up my evenings because that's how I would like to live my life (laughs) so yeah that's a big goal for me I would say that's like the biggest difference of being self-employed to being employed is like your daily schedule is completely on you which is an amazing thing in the flexibility it gives you like it's so good to be able to have the flexibility to go out for lunch with your friend or you know if you could only get an appointment at this time to be able to go to it then because you don't necessarily have to work then or to give yourself the morning off because you just feel like it you know like having the ability to do that is the biggest blessing however also obviously what comes with that is having to do your own schedule and like no one's holding you to that you don't have a manager well you mean you might have a manager but you don't have like a manager in the same way or like a boss like looking over you like making sure you're getting this that and the other done you don't have your day laid out for you in the same way you kind of would at other jobs and you really have to be disciplined with yourself and you know motivate yourself because otherwise on days where you feel a bit off or you're not in the best moods you just like you just wouldn't get anything done because you wouldn't be strict with yourself do you know what I mean okay next question how do you and other influencers think about the longevity of your career I can't really speak on behalf of other people of course but this is something that I think about honestly every single day I'm very aware that it could not be long lasting but it's also one of those things that we actually just don't know like it's such a new thing and we are the first generation of people to be making this well not well not really the first generation actually there's obviously like you know the OG YouTubers like Zoella and everyone but we really don't know if it's going to be long lasting or not and I think that uncertainty is really scary who knows maybe we'll all be 50 years old and still using TikTok like the way we use it today but like watching obviously people are our age at that time so then there'll be the market for that then because obviously when you're that age you're not gonna then want to watch like 20 year olds so you just never know (laughs) it could be really short-lived and you know in a year's time I will be doing something completely different but also it could be long-lived and I could be doing this until who knows when but I'm not stressed about it and I think that's the important thing Although, yes, that might seem a bit scary, I think ultimately I'm pretty at peace at the fact that if this all went hits up tomorrow, I would happily just go back into makeup, be a makeup artist, be a bra artist, do yoga teaching. I'd maybe train in Pilates so I could do Pilates teaching as well. Like, that is also a good life for me. And I 
I'm happy either way. And I think because I'm at peace with that and I know that I'd be happy in that scenario, then this doesn't really bother me. But I get that for others that can't imagine what else they would do, maybe it would be a bit more scary. But yeah, that's my stance on it. I'm not too bothered. And although I think about it all the time, I don't like worry about it. What is a typical day like for you? This does change on a daily basis just because I'm never really doing the exact same thing. However, there is a kind of like format to my day that I try to stick to just based on energy levels, <laughs> which I'll explain now. So I I would say I I get up at around eight o'clock. That's kind of or some sometimes like half seven, sometimes half eight. Depends how well I've slept the night before. I try to go to the gym or do some sort of exercise most mornings. Then I'll come home, have my breakfast, shower, get ready for the day. And I will try and do like anything I need to do that requires me to talk in front of a camera. Like if I need to film any bits, whether that be for brands or just like for myself, or if it's like recording a podcast or if it's recording a podcast ad or doing voiceovers, say for videos that I've already edited, anything that requires me speaking or and me like being on camera and speaking or not being on camera, but speaking and requires like that energy you know you need to be in the right frame of mind to be doing those things I try to do those first thing in the morning oh sorry when I say first thing I mean obviously not first thing but (laughs) I mean I try and do that at the start of my day because I just know that once it hits like 4 p.m and my energy's out the window the last thing I want to do is sit down and record a podcast or talk to the camera and be all smiley it's just not happening. (laughs) So anything like that I try and do at the start of the day, I'll have lunch and then the afternoon is usually just like editing, podcast planning, maybe like content planning, I don't know, just more kind of admin things, you know, talking with my manager, shit like that. How far in advance are you asked to make content for a brand? This varies so much, like there's been times I've had a brand reach out and want content in a really short time frame like they're looking for a really quick turnaround. I can think of one job specifically where I literally had the content ready and then went live the next day. So you know within the space of 48 hours contracts were done, content was live, bish bash bosh. But then there's other times where it's literally like months in advance. So it really just depends. Do you believe in sticking to a niche? I don't know. I used to think, because everyone used to tell me this, that you had to stick to a niche or like find your niche. And it really threw me off, to be honest, because so when I first started like doing makeup and I was doing all my makeup content when I worked in the salon when I was like 19 and I was just posting like my looks on Instagram and I wanted that to be my niche so bad because everyone was telling everyone around me was telling me and like everyone on social media was saying like find your niche and like once you find your niche stay in it so I kind of boxed myself off to just doing that and felt like I couldn't do anything else and I think that's why I really liked TikTok actually because for the first time I was doing cooking and I was doing like lifestyle stuff and health and fitness and I wasn't stuck in this like box of 
just doing makeup content and that's why I just think like don't get too fixated on finding a niche because I think you as a person are a niche like you are your niche you and your life experiences and your opinions and you as a person is a niche because no one like no two people have the exact same lens the same perspective the same life you know so that's why I think it's really important to just be you because that is your niche and like the second you try to copy someone else or to be more like someone else that's no longer a niche because you're now just trying to be that person and that's already a thing and that's their niche so I think the more you you can be the better and I think that's like really showing now in social media is like authenticity and people really value it and also I just think you know it's easier to just be yourself than to keep trying to copy someone else because it's a bit of an act and like how long can you really keep that up for anyway long story short I don't believe in like sticking to a particular niche I mean I think if you want to stick to a niche and you only want to do one thing then that's amazing good on you but like don't feel like you have to stick to a particular niche you can do other things branch out you are your own niche so like wherever you want to take that that's your niche (laughs) hope that makes sense do you think it's as hard as a nine to five no but that's because I personally like I really just can't imagine myself in a nine to five. Like, I think that would be hell for me. I just know my myself and my brain and I just know that would not work. So for me, no, I don't think it's as hard. But there's probably other people that are in nine to fives that would look at someone who's self-employed or maybe like specifically what I do and they would be like, I could never. Like, that seems so hard to me. So I really just think... I don't think one's more difficult than the other. I just think it depends on who you are as a person and like what suits you. And for me, this isn't as hard as a nine to five because for me, a nine to five would be horrific. (laughs) That's not to say it's horrific for everyone. Do podcasts pay as well as YouTube does if they get the same views slash listens? No, (laughs) podcasts barely pay, to be honest with you. It's not like YouTube where, you know, just from getting views, you generate AdSense money. For two years of the podcast, I didn't make any money. It's only recently I signed to a podcast network. And even then, it is not substantial at all. Like, you wouldn't be able to survive on it whatsoever. So, no, podcasts do not pay like YouTube do. I mean, once you get signed to a network and you start to do ads and things obviously there's opportunity to get paid more but in terms of like just getting income from listens in the same way you just get income from views on youtube no it's not the same whatsoever and that's why i feel like you need to you need to really love it (laughs) like i wouldn't have done it for two years unpaid if i didn't love doing it you know does it ever get lonely being self-employed yeah it does I think I'm quite good at dealing with this though like I really like my own company I like working on my own I like working to my own schedule I am like a little I want to say I was gonna say I'm a bit of a loner I'm not like I'm a social person but I like that to be on my terms and like when I want to do that so it really suits me to work on my own 
and I there like there's never points in the day where I'm like, oh, I'm really lonely. But there are times when I see, you know, people in offices with their colleagues and like office culture and like people going out for drinks after work and people making friends through work. And there's times I'm like, oh my God, that would be really nice. And I, I'm a little bit jealous of it. But I never feel like lonely, lonely because I think I do just enjoy my own company. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm fine in my own company. It doesn't really, it doesn't bother me. I'm not sitting there thinking, I wish I was with people right now. Do you find it hard to clock off from work when you're your own boss? Yes. I think no matter what you do, if you're self-employed, like it doesn't matter what industry that's in. Like if you're a self-employed PT or if you're a self-employed makeup artist or if you're a self-employed content creator, like no matter what your field of work is, if you're self-employed, I think everyone struggles with this because everything is on you like it's not like a job where hit five o'clock and it's not your responsibility anymore like the laptop's closed you're done for the day you don't need to think about that till you're back in the office the next morning at nine that doesn't happen (laughs) like there's just always a million things going through your brain and even when you're not actively working you're still always thinking about it and you're you know making notes on this and that or setting yourself little reminders and like I, I don't know, I just think it is constantly on your mind, but not to the extent where, like, I don't necessarily think that's a terrible, terrible thing. If it was, like, weighing on you, yeah, maybe that would be bad, but I, I'm not saying this in a way where it's never out of your brain, you can't clock off in a way that's, like, a negative thing. It's just more a kind of fact of being self-employed, is you just don't have that same ability to switch off and to clock off, but it's just what comes with that and it's not necessarily a a positive or negative it's just a thing (laughs) do you know what I mean and even like on holiday it's just kind of one of those things there's no way around you couldn't sit down and be like okay I'm gonna get better at like properly switching off from this because at the end of the day if you are your business and like everything falls on you like you just are always gonna be thinking about that I mean you could probably try to introduce some things like you know being more present when you're with certain people and not going on your phone and having set hours for this and that but that doesn't change the fact that it's probably still all going on in your head (laughs) what was your degree in and do you feel it's helping your career not my degree was in fashion marketing and yes I actually do think it's helped I think it's taught me a lot of skills that I use Because I would have done a lot of like photography and videography and editing and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I could have 100% step up where that's concerned and use a lot more of my skills from uni. Would the amount of effort that would take be worth the payoff from that? When I say payoff, I don't literally mean like the money I mean like the payoff in terms of would I see much of a change but yet I'd be having to put in a lot more like time into it I don't know I personally don't know if that would be worth it you know but then at the same time it is like a goal of mine to kind of up the quality of everything so maybe it is something I need to do I'm not sure but yeah I would say my degree has been helpful and I also I'm really glad that I did it just because 
again like going back to what I said about if this went tits up tomorrow like I just have that to fall back on and I loved my degree and I would love to work in something like that to be honest so yeah I'm happy I did it I think there's always going to be like uh transferable skills from everything you do would you say you have to build an audience on other platforms before starting a podcast I did not have a huge Instagram following when I started Here for the Crack. I think I maybe had about 20k, which really isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. So the podcast has kind of grown like with everything else. To be honest though, I think now with TikTok, like with the way that anyone can go viral on TikTok without having an audience, like you can reach so many people on TikTok without having any followers. I honestly don't think you do. I think if the content's there and the content's good, as in like the content of the podcast, and you've got the visuals to use on TikTok, there's no reason why you have to have some sort of like audience or following initially just to start one. Like realistically, anyone can start it and anyone can blow up on TikTok. That's actually the best thing about it is kind of like not creating a level playing field because it's not that at all, but it definitely gives people that don't have that an opportunity to reach huge audiences which has its positives for things like this but also has its negatives when it means that people can just like make up stuff and feed into drama and you know what I mean that's why all that stuff kind of thrives on TikTok as well so it's got its pros and cons. Okay I'll just answer one more question here and it is would you ever consider yoga slash meditation YouTube videos your podcast is like listening to a bestie slash therapist. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I I actually would. I've thought about this. Currently, where I am right now, it's not something I'm planning on doing anytime soon. However, I do think it's definitely an avenue I could go down at some stage. When that stage will be, who knows? But yeah, I think when I did my yoga teacher training, I was definitely kind of thinking that could be something I would do. Um, It's just like, it's just not a priority for me at the minute. But, you know, priorities change all the time and maybe I'll want to focus my attention on that at another stage, maybe in a year's time. I don't know. But I do actually, I think that would be good. I just, right now, I wouldn't, I'd have like imposter syndrome doing that, I think right now. Like I just, yeah, I don't feel... Not that you need to be qualified, but like I wouldn't feel qualified enough to be doing that. So yeah, maybe with a bit more practice and maybe a bit more training, that could be something in the future. I think it'd be really cool to do meditations. And people always tell me, I, I actually really don't think this at all because for literally my whole life, my siblings have taken the piss out of me for how annoying my voice is and like imitated how annoying it is they'll always like imitate back to me how I saw they don't do this anymore I just mean like when we were kids you know as you do when your kids just take the piss out of your siblings for anything and everything so I always thought I had a horrible voice <laughs> but loads of people tell me now that I have a really relaxing voice so yeah as I said I don't think that but lots of people tell me that and I think if that is the case it'd be really nice to have like a good relaxing voice meditation also I'm sorry but like I was trying to listen to an audiobook the other day and why do people on audible sometimes sound like robots it's so hard it makes it so hard to listen to like really interesting good books and they're just making them sound horrific (laughs) like audible needs to give me a job 
I can narrate all of their books for them. Honestly, I will put myself forward for that. Actually, no, I won't. That would be so jarring. Okay, anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, I got all of your questions regarding being self-employed and podcasting answered. I can do another one of these if you enjoyed this and you maybe have some more questions, let me know. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also swipe up on Spotify and leave a little comment. Tell me what you thought of the episode. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram stories. As always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. I love you lots and I will speak to you on next week's episode. Bye.